Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Let's talk Internet Computer Protocol ICP. Today, in our 18th episode, uh, we have invited Isaac Paladez, founder of Entangle and one of the most uh, important members uh, of the ICP community. Thank you, Isaac, for accepting uh, the invitation. Uh, it's a real pleasure to have to be able to chat with you today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, uh, it's really exciting to be on the podcast. I've enjoyed some of the previous episodes and looking forward to just uh, just chit-chatting here about the IC. Awesome. Great. Yeah, tell us more about you, about yourself, Isaac, uh, your experience and a little bit uh, your background. Uh, I know you st you live in, in, in Houston, Texas, uh, with your wife and your two daughters. Also, mm -hmm. you study mechanical engineering and work in, in different uh, corporate uh, companies, for example, UCT, HP, and AT&T. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more about your story, Isaac, before to dig in more in, in ICP and, and start your crazy projects. <laughs> yeah, I know, of course. Um, so yeah, I basically, I actually grew up in uh, kind of the North Houston area. And I was always a uh, a really nerdy kid. I was kind of uh, um, <laughs> a nerd, but like a cool nerd. So like I got along with everybody, but then I would spend all of my money on chemicals and like do um, like science experiments in my room and uh, set things on fire. Um, I was probably uh, a big point of stress for my parents. I think I like blew out all the electricity in a barn when I was like 11. And um and so, yeah, I was always really deeply interested in science. I wanted to be an inventor. I had an idea book with like uh, like over 300 uh, in the convention ideas that I logged all through high school. And I also won uh, second place in an astronaut invention competition in high school, but it was not for high school students. It was for just anybody across the U.S. So that's when I realized, yeah, I really just want to learn how to build things. I want to get involved with every aspect of making things. And um, so I went to college for mechanical engineering. I took minors in math and entrepreneurship. I was like one of the only engineering students um, on campus who had, um, you know, with, with my entrepreneurship minor, I, I had business classes. So I was like the only engineer in the business school. Um, and that was just a lot of fun. Um, I think I started my first business in, um, and my first startup was in college. And then my second was right before I graduated. And uh, I, I've had, I have four startups before, um, um, before kind of in Taggle. And uh, the one previous to that was um, a web design and digital marketing company. And uh, yeah, so I've, I've had a very, very broad career. So uh, I've done mechanical engineering design, full stack web development, um, digital marketing, um, global supply chain product management, and um, uh, corporate B2B sales. Um, I, th I think so all the way through this year, uh, I was working at AT&T doing enterprise telecom sales, um, you know, uh, like phone and internet services to businesses all over the U.S. And uh, and I had been doing a lot of stuff with internet computer on the side. Um, so came up with and ran D-Squad for a while. And then uh, I just really wanted to find an opportunity to work full time for Web three, and mm -hmm. uh, when it was announced that we would be um, that Seb and I were leaving D Squad, um, but a bunch of people reached out and it looked really like like that would be possible. Um, and so, 
And so, yeah, I left my my day job, which is always a, a, a kind of scary thing to do when you've got two young children to provide for. Um, but it's all worked out really, really well. So, you know, I, I started in Tagle um, right, right around the time that, that I left. Um, and, uh, and so I've been working on that uh, pretty much full time and for the last uh, couple months. And then uh, I also, uh, I think I'll be announcing it. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't announced it too much, but uh, I'm going to be working for Code and State. Um, I just accepted a, a great role uh, with uh, Cedric and uh, Artia and, and Seb. Um, to, to uh, I'll be marketing lead and starting that early January. And mm -hmm. um, and I'll also be working at Thintaggle uh, alongside that. So uh, so it's a really exciting time. And um, it just I think it proves how much opportunity there is in the ecosystem right now. Uh, so yeah, it's I guess a, a really really broad overview of my background. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I yeah. kind of went all over the place there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, congratulations. I didn't know that you uh, that Code and State hire you for for the marketing role and 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 try to promote more ICP. Code and State is doing now a great job. I know for 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 Sev, for sure, and also for mm -hmm. Cedric. Um, yeah, and also you are a serial entrepreneur. Uh, you like investments. I know you have traded crypto since 2017. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious, uh, how did you know uh, more? How, how did you get to know uh, about uh, internet computer? And when, when you did realize that internet computer is, is something unique? Um, yeah, this, because I, I think you, you start crypto as everybody with Bitcoin. I'm not pretty mm -hmm. sure, but and then maybe with Ethereum, and then yeah, I'm curious when you realize like, wow, what is Internet Computer Protocol? And then when you dig in more, and it's like, oh wow, this is amazing technology, and mm -hmm. I want to be part of this uh, ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, it was um actually during the Genesis event. I I think I just got a random YouTube notification when the Genesis event went live, and uh, so I joined it, and it, it was like. It was a long event. It was like over three hours, but I watched the whole thing live. And that was the first time I had heard about any of um, anything related to the internet computer. And uh, it was, it's just really exciting. I, I look for, uh, you know, where, where the technology is strong, but maybe the marketing is weak because that's where you find the strongest opportunities in crypto. And, um, and I just lo loved a lot about the approach. I mean, it's one of those things where when you find a, a great technology where, um, you know that it can't be uninvented like like once it's a cat out of the bag and it's going to be powerful and have um a, a strong like uh, capability for chains um like like even if you know that this exact iteration of the internet computer might not be like the foundation for the future world um the way it is now like 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 it can't be uninvented and, it's, and something very similar to this is what needs to be created and put in place for the future to become you know to reach this potential that we're all looking for um because the current tools that we were using just weren't going to get there um like the ethereum i think ethereum is really coming to a place where it knows it's going to be like a like a, a settlement layer for like like when you want really strong certainty on a few specific things but not not so much the global cloud um that that originally was hoping to be and um and really the internet computers it got all the pieces in place for for achieving that dream. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, yeah. Also, I know you are uh, a great guy. Like 
contribute a lot for the ICP community. I think, uh, yeah, Internet Computer Community has been lucky to have you since you have been one of the people who has contributed more for improving ICP. Um, mm -hmm. Your contributions to the ICP ecosystem are among others, for example, yeah, create the concept of D-Squad uh, NFT, um, also run as a CEO. And by the way, it won the first prize, the first place in Metaverse and NFT during the Supernova Hackathon. Also, mm -hmm. you started with uh with Sev two year um the Motoko Bootcamp that had more than five hundred registrations last year. I'm not sure if you are involved in the this second uh, uh second course for the uh, Motoko Bootcamp in January in, in twenty days or is from yeah. sixteen January to twenty yeah. third. Uh -huh. Yeah. So is this is it last time it was just kind of me my, getting myself in trouble. Like I, I just want to spend a week learning Matoko myself. Mm -hmm. And then it just blew up into this whole thing and, and went crazy and, and kept expanding. So I was, uh, uh, it, was, it was a learning experience for me and Seb and, and I was I was heading that one up. This time though, um, Seb uh, is, is the one heading it up and it's really exciting to see um, his growth in the ecosystem and, and all of the uh, amazing work that he's been doing. So uh, I'm still really active and involved with this next bootcamp. Mm -hmm. And um, in fact, uh, some news on that, like just today, we hired an influencer, uh, Spanish speaking influencer to um, make a video promoting it. And it's been going wild. I think we've got already like 60 or 70 registrations since he pu published his video three hours ago. Wow. Um, and our, go our goal there was to really just bring people because this channel was, was not Web3 focused. It was just programming and tech focused. Um, so we really want to bring those people um, who might maybe know JavaScript and work as a front-end dev, uh, we want to bring them into Web3, and we think the IC is a great way to do that. So, so yeah, I've been involved with some of the marketing and, and some of the peripheral things, but um, as far as the uh, as the focal point, um, um, kind of uh, uh, managing and running all of it from the beginning, Seb's been doing a fantastic job with that. And, and I'll actually be over there in Porto, Portugal, full-time um, working with the event when, when, we, uh, when we're actually running it. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, it's a the the influencer guy is like Spanish guy. Yeah, yeah. His name's Tony, and he's from Spain. And uh, we'll be retweeting his TikTok posts pretty soon here. But okay. um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's been it's been good, and and it was something that we wanted to do as an experiment. To I, I mm -hmm. think that there's, I think we need to do a lot of work marketing for the IC. Yeah, and, for sure. Um. And you can't really get started until you, you start, you know, and start collecting data and start working at it. I think that TikTok has been a place where we've been missing a lot of opportunity. We already have some great players like Crypto is Good, who's been making TikTok video content for the IC, but we could use a lot more. So this was kind of a last minute um, effort to, to just run an experiment to see how it would do and um, mm -hmm. see if we could use this Matoko Bootcamp uh, event as, as, as a as a tool for bringing outside dev talent into the ecosystem, essentially. Um, yeah, I know. No, it's no. looking like it has a strong potential for that. So that's, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, we have a good influencers also. Yeah, as you mentioned, crypto is good or six figs. They are doing a mm -hmm. great, great job for sure. Also, yeah, you uh, created the DAP, uh, used it to submit NNS proposals, right? Um, as an open community tool. Uh, I'm not sure if you want to mention something about this uh, proposal. Uh, oh yeah, the, the pro 
Uh, NNS proposal submission DAP. Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, Definity uh, published a while back um, that they would. Uh, we're, we're looking for ideas for like new sample DAPs, and um, I said, you know, there's not really a sample DAP for connecting to the NNS or integrating with NNS. So maybe we we do something like this, and not only we kind of hit two birds with one stone. We we have a, a new sample DAP that shows how you can integrate with the NNS, and then we also have um, a cleaner front end for uh, you know making NNS proposals more accessible. Because right before then, you had to use basically the command line tool. And that's, you shouldn't really like have it so that only people who know how to do that are able to submit proposals. It needs to be more, you know, more open mm -hmm. and accessible to everybody. So, um, so yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. And I, I think I wrapped that up right around the time I was leaving my day job. And then, um, and then after that, it's this kind of when I got started with Entagle. And those two projects are really my first projects where I was doing all of the dev work myself. Um, because before then with D Squad, I was actually on pretty much everything non-dev related and and um Seb did all of the dev work. Um, but I've been kind of uh, learning on the sidelines and, and excited to get my hands dirty, so to speak. So um yeah, it's been it's been a ton of fun. Um really getting deep into building on the IC. It's been a wonderful experience. Uh -huh. Okay. And yeah, and now yeah, digging more in, in Entangle, your project. Uh, yeah, you are the creator of Entangle. Entangle is the first physical wallet on, on ICP. This wallet is able to pin Web3 tokens wallets and NFTs to physical objects. Um, also with this project, you have recently won uh, the Beetle for Web3 hackathon by Lumos Labs. Congratulations for oh, that. Thanks, yeah. Yeah, uh, tell us, please, what is exactly Entangle, how you came up with this idea, and how did you start this project? Uh, the different prototypes, supplies, tools, I know it's like maybe trial and error. It's <laughs> a cool, cool idea. Yeah, what is like behind the scenes? Tell us more about, about Entangle. Yeah, so I kind of, um, I've had, I've had a, uh, uh, like, a, like a seed of an idea for a while of trying to find a way to connect Web3 to physical objects. Um, and, and I'd been researching for some other stuff. Um, I've been researching NFC technology and they had just invented some um, really inexpensive high volume um, NFC chips like last year that um, that provide like a new URL, uh, like a new cryptographic um, uh, URL every, uh, every time you scan it. And they had, I was, I was just getting deep in, look, looking deep into them, like, man, these things are less than a dollar and they're raw cost. Um, and, and this, this would be such a scalable solution, but, um, you know, most, most of the solutions out there for connecting web three to, uh, um, to physical objects are using uh, like a different type of technology that has a raw cost of six to $10, um, per unit. So it's, it's going to be like 10 times more expensive. And if you think of it, like, a, like a skateboard, like the golden skateboards that use the physical bound token in the Ethereum network. Um, like their solution, uh, you, they're probably adding an additional $20 at least to do to, to, for the hardware necessary to do the connection. And the, that hardware is going to need code, custom code that you have to trust that that code does what it does and it's not lying to you, which is not really a way to verify exactly what's on, written onto the physical object. And then you have to use a, a third-party provider to even connect to the Ethereum network. Um, and with the IC and these new tags, I basically found a way to 
have a standardized tag that's cryptographically verified as, as being what it is, the same exact model it is. It's not customizable and it's not programmable. So you don't have to have really any trusted code on the physical object. Um, it connects directly to the front end of a canister. Um, so you don't need any third party uh, in interventions. And, and the cost is, is way lower. So it's a lot more scalable and, um, and there's a lot more options there. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, like, like once I kind of went down this road and figured out it was possible, I got some validation from people who are a lot smarter than me and with uh, cryptography and security. Um, I then realized that, you know, we can connect these however we want. So the, for the first um, iteration, it was a transferable hardware wallet. And I would say this is, think of this as different from a normal hardware wallet. Um, so uh, a normal hardware wallet just holds your secret key. And, um, you know, you know the seed words for that secret key. And so if you lose the hardware wallet, you can use those seed words to, to put them into another hardware wallet. So, um, but you can't really transfer that to somebody else because they have to trust that you somehow conveniently forget um, your seed words, which is not realistic, right? Um, what, what I've got is basically a physical device and a, a smart contract, a canister in the IC that share a secret together that not even the encoder or the owner um, know what that secret is. And it's associated to a wallet on the IC. So if you lost the device or, or whatever, if, you're the, if your wallet is the owner, you can still get a new one and replace it. Um, but there's no seed words for that device uh, directly. And so if you transfer it to somebody else, you lose complete control and they have complete control and you can't, you can't, take, you can't empty the funds out of the wallet once you hand it to them and they claim it. It's 100% there. So it's a transferable hardware wallet. And, and that hasn't really, there's been a few other things I've tried to do that. There's like Bitcoin credit sticks that are one-time use, um, but there's nothing quite like that. And then uh, what it really does on the, uh, as a, recently I've been turning it into a platform. So other DAP developers will be able to integrate and essentially get back a, yes, this was a valid scan of a physical tag and here's the ID for your DAP for this tag. Um, and they can do with that whatever they want. So, so basically um, any tag will be compatible with any DAP that, that, that makes itself compatible. So it's like a DAP store built into a physical object. Like maybe you buy it because it's bound to an NFT, but then you could also turn it into a Bitcoin transferable wallet and so, or, or spawn a metaverse item into it or whatever you want. Um, and then from a developer's end, let's say there's several thousand people with these physical um, tags out there, you could make it make your DAP compatible, and now you you have an audience, and you didn't have to ship anything. You just use the tags that were already out there to add some functionality that people are using in the real world with physical objects. Um, so it's a whole different approach than than similar Web three to physical, or I hate to, I hate the word I hate physical or some what do you say? It's like digital or whatever. I don't like that that, that particular <laughs> word for it. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, people are trying to coin that. But it's a, yeah, it's kind of a different, unique IC focused approach because it's something that can really only be done with the IC. So it's really exciting, and I want it to be kind of um, you know an open thing and and um, and just a resource for the community because I think that it could be a great way to uh, accelerate usage of the IC itself and um, and also just uh, I don't know, nothing is more intuitive than physical objects, right? So. Um, onboarding into Web3 it, itself, you know, like Web3 mass adoption, I think might might end up 
being more physical than we realized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, the idea is pretty cool. Uh, it's a Web3 token wallet that is permanently bound to a physical NF uh, NFC tag, mm -hmm. which is discreetly embedded within a solid 3D printed keychain. The keychain is really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's the ICP logo, right? The, it's black. Well, it's, it's like a square, right? It's... Yeah, yeah. It's like a square. And it's it's kind of like I made up a logo that kind of included. Uh, um, well, it's, it's called Entangle because it's like entangled particles in physics. And, mm -hmm. uh, um, and well, honestly, because Entangle.com was available. <laughs> But okay. uh, but but yes, yeah, so, and and like like I kind of turned the Definity logo into like an entangled particle uh, logo a little bit. Um, so there's a few form factors available. Um, like you can have little uh, PVC cards that are like credit cards or or gift card type form factor, and and you could have artwork printed on the front and back, or um, or you can have uh, these little keychains and they're ESD protected and super robust and strong and. Uh, just an idea of how strong these things are. I boiled one of these tags in water for five minutes and it was perfectly fine. Like they can oh. last 50 years, 200,000 use cycles. So they're pretty robust. Um, but yeah, the way it might look, it's like a, uh, a DAP. Well, either a person buys it directly. I think I'm going to do at some point early next year, pre-sale or just a sale where um, you can buy these tags and they come with a built-in transferable ICP wallet. But they could also, like I said, you know, if anybody builds anything else, they could take on um, other other use cases as they're developed. And then, um, or I could sell in bulk to adapt a uh, uh, adapt project, like um, like maybe an NFT collection wants to launch a physical version of their NFT line. Um, they could buy the tags in bulk, kind of pre-configure them to already hold an NFT. And, or integrate with their DAP however they want, and then sell those to people directly. Um, so I'm in some early talks for a few projects because I think that'll be really cool. And, and our approach for that, you know, there's a lot of different approaches that could be taken, but I think it'd be cool to see um, NFTs where the person who owns the physical object is able to control the transfer function. So you have flexibility if you own it to move it between like your plug wallet or your Stoic wallet or your Infinity Swap wallet. Um, but uh, but then if you if you give somebody else the physical object, well then they can transfer it to their wallets, um, and so in that way it's like the NFT is physically bound to the um, to the the real object in the real world, um, but you still have flexibility with in, with regards to how you use it in the digital side of things. And where when you expected uh, launch the the wallet the sale or or now is that pre sale? I I saw like. For example, for the keychains, is a cost is like five dollars. I'm not pretty sure if now I can buy the the, the keychains or or is it for 2023? If it's any online shop or or what is your idea for the in terms of business in terms of uh, sell the the product? Yeah, so I think uh, and I've still been figuring some of this out. Um, and I have a list of people who've been waiting for some alpha tags. Um, so there's a few a few more. Uh, enhancements I want to do on on my end with the Entangle platform, um, just to make sure that like when I encode these that they are coded properly and only once, and uh, will work with whatever else uh, is added to the platform. Um, so I'll probably be shipping out, shipping out the the some alpha tags to a few people in the ecosystem next month, but uh, I won't be doing a sale until probably like a, 
like mid to late February because I, I got to I'm gonna be pretty heavily invested in a, a Matoko boot camp all the way up to that event's done, and um, and, and then yeah, I'll, I'll be selling some of these. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the the cards um, because they're really easy to fit in your wallet, and um, I can, I want to do some beautiful artwork front and back. Um, so yeah, it's kind of looking like like that timeline, and uh, and I think I think it'd be fun to, to kind of see see how people react when I get these um in their hands. We already done some initial trials. We did some conference hand handouts for Divinity earlier. Um, was it was it like early last month or early this month? I don't know. Time's been flying by, but <laughs> but uh, but but those are pretty cool. Like you get handed this thing at a conference, and you can use your phone unlock to claim it, and then you can take a quiz and earn ICP for each right answer and stuff. So like we've already had some 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 users out there enjoying some cool um, features. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to, to kind of get these more out there to, to see how the community reacts. Mm. Okay, yeah, and in terms of security, how it works in Tangle exactly? Uh, how we can lock and unlock the wallet, request access? Uh, is, you mentioned it's not seed phrases, it's directly with the internet identity. People can log in directly with the the, the number of the their internet identities. Uh, also, uh, how how it works is people can tap directly in in the back of their their smartphones. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and also I have another question. Maybe it's like a lot of questions, but yeah, no worries. In, yeah, in terms of wallets, you mentioned also is a. Uh, People can transfer from their stoic wallets or or uh, ICP uh, the, the Infinity Swap wallets or or Black wallets. Is mm -hmm. it possible from other wallets like external wallets like cold wallets, for example, MetaMask or Jax Liberty or other cold wallets to entangle? If or it only works for ICPs. How it works, for example, if I have Bitcoins or if if I have. Uh, uh, I don't know, uh, Solanas or whatever, can I also transfer to the, this wallet or by now it's just for ICPs? Um, yeah. Yeah, of course. So, so yeah, basically um, the way these tags work is that they, uh, they, they're they encoded with a specific type of uh, like, like cryptographic key. And um, with using this key, they generate a unique URL uh, with every single scan. And um, and then on the back end, you're verifying that that it, that it has like that URL is a valid URL, um, and that it's it's the scan count has not been seen before. So like even if you stole the URL off of a, a valid scan, um, as soon as the owner scans it again, that URL that you have isn't is useless and invalid. So you can't really copy the tag because before before this, these tags kind of just held a string of information that could easily be copied, kind of like a QR code. So it wasn't really secure and couldn't really hold anything useful. Um, and, uh, and and so so yeah, like like basically, um, to claim ownership, you need to have um, both a valid scan and like a like a really long secret code um, that's generated by the current owner. So like when you claim ownership, you 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 give the secret owner of the previous owner the, the secret code of the previous owner plus this valid scan and uh and then and then now your principal is associated as the owner and from then on only you have like owner rights and um and it's going to be locked by default because the tag doesn't have your secret um, transfer code uh, but when you want to unlock the tag to like put it in the mail or hand it to somebody else so that they can claim ownership um 
you go through a process that basically adds your secret directly to the end of the URL that the tag generates. Um, so, so like like the status of being unlocked is um, is actually related to the data on the physical tag itself. Um, and so this transfer code is there because not even the original encoder will be able to know what that that, that is. So like uh, right now, I'm going to be the only encoder. And uh, even if I were to be malicious, um, I would still not have the transfer codes needed or, um, or any way to get them so that I can't even remotely claim ownership of a tag. Like you have to have the physical object to claim ownership of a tag. And even if you're the owner, you don't know what future scans will, will be and what the credentials for those will be. So you you know, you know have to physically scan the tag um, if, if you're going to you know, like prove ownership of it or whatever. And, um, and uh, so, yeah, as far as like, like you really just need a principle on the IC to be associated with. So it doesn't have to be internet identity. Mm -hmm. um, for the, for the conference, I got to work with web authn, which basically means like um, you could use your fingerprint on your phone or your pen or your pattern, whatever you normally do to unlock your phone. Um, okay. I was able to generate a, a principle on the IC with that. And that, so that was able to claim ownership of the tag and make it unique for a particular device. Um, so that, that's pretty cool. And of course, with like NFID, you can use a Google account and, you know, like whatever can make a principle on the IC can be used. As far as compatibility of the actual hardware, um, every, every Android pretty much made since 2011 and pretty much any iPhone since 2018 will be able to scan these tags um, from the home screen by default with no app open or no hardware, like different hardware or anything. It's just built-in hardware. Um, so all you do is just tap it to the back of your device. It, it can only be detected within 10 centimeters. So like, it's not like people can really like, 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 like scan you from far away or anything. You can't even know if the device is anywhere near or exists in the room. Uh, you basically have to make physical contact with it to scan it. So that's a, a nice aspect of it as well. So, um, so yeah, I mean it's it's that's kind of why I wanted to get into it with like 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 doing this with NFC is because pretty much everybody out there has a device ready to go to use it. Um, so if you have a smartphone and internet connection, now you can have digital assets and you can do cash transactions with them, and you mm -hmm. could do anything else. I mean, I want it to be in a place where eventually you could go to a, a garage sale and buy a metaverse item and then use it in the metaverse that afternoon. Just like that would be dope. <laughs> yeah. <You Wow. know? laughs> Yeah, and uh, also, yeah, the, the last question uh, for me is uh, about the NFC tags. Uh, why you think this good is uh, this technology is good for Entangle, and why you think Entangle is different? I know it's pretty disruptive compared with other wallets, but why you think mm -hmm. it's different with other solutions, uh, other current solutions on the market? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think. Uh... And I kind of already went into some of this a little bit. Um, I, mean, I mean, I think it, that there's still a place for normal hardware wallets, like like when you want a, a Ledger Nano to hold your your Ethereum wallet or or whatever. Um, I, I think there's still going to be a place for that, and, and the, these will be more for binding Web three properties to physical objects, whether that's going to be a transferable token wallet of some kind or um, something bound to an NFT. I think it's, you know, like imagine Mertz, where you, like you have a hoodie. And there's an NFT bound to the hoodie. You can only wear that hoodie in the metaverse if if you um, have access to it in real in the real world. Um, so I think it's going to be used a lot in, in those contexts. As far as what makes it different, there are a few out there. 
Um, but the ones I know of, they use um, physical objects that are uh, more expensive and more complex and have custom code basically to do ESDCA signing from the physical object itself. And um, you know, that's going to have some scalability issues just because like every device that has that is going to have an extra $20 cost added on top just because of the nature of the hardware at it. And, um, and that's going to be, that, that's, uh, you know, a lot higher than what we'll, we'll be able to do. Um, and we still maintain that security. So like, I kind of, I think that there, there's a place for a blend, like, uh, like their physical object will be signing everything, um, directly. So like if you stole it, um, it's pretty much, it's always unlocked. Right. So I, like with these devices within Taggle, um, you know, because of the constraints of the tech, I ended up going a certain direction and I kind of like the implications of that. So like the fact that your digital ownership can be locked, where even if they take the physical item, you just, you can replace it and you didn't lose anything. Like, I think that's, that's really cool because you have that like digital robustness. Like somebody can't just physically steal my Bitcoin if I don't let them, right? I have, I have to intentionally unlock this physical device when I know that I'm ready to hand it off. Like, I think there's value to that. Um, yeah, and, and having it be associated with a secondary identity, I think there's like that was something I had to do from the nature of the tech, but I actually like the way that that lends itself in terms of kind of blending the digital and physical control um, uh, of an object. So, so yeah, basically, in terms of distinct differences, it's um, it comes down a little bit to implementation and and scalability, um, and that, that's what makes this unique. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay, yeah, we are going to post for sure the Entangle Twitter and your Twitter and everything, all the information for, for the for the listeners. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Isaac, for being with us today. Uh, best of luck for 2023 with Code and State. I think it's a really great project, also with Entangle, uh, for sure. And also good luck with the Motoko Bootcamp at the end of January. I think it's from 16 to 23 January. Uh, yep. yeah. And happy new year. Thanks. You too. Uh, thanks for having me and, uh, you have a good rest of your day and, and, uh, hope everyone out there has a, a great start to their year with the ICP ecosystem. I think we've got a lot of great things to look forward to. Okay, great. See you soon. Thank you, Isaac, you for your time. Take care. Take care. Bye.